Welcome, welcome, welcome. You are tuning in to Let's Talk Hartford Public Schools. My name is Tyrone Richardson, known as Mr. Rich. I have been a public school teacher, a principal, and I'm now an executive director in my hometown of Hartford, Connecticut. Let's Talk Hartford Public Schools is a collection of conversations with hardworking, inspired, devoted members of our community who support the education of our beautiful and capable students. Each personal story is a thread. And when weave together, these stories reveal the strong net that is our Hartford community. In supporting our children's growth, community is everything. Let's talk Hartford Public Schools. All right, let's get into today's guest. I am always excited when we have students on. And today, yes, we have students on. We have two seniors from Hartford Public Schools. We have one from SMSA, and his name is uh, Santiago Gonzalez. We have another one from Buckley High School, and her name is Deavion Mayo. Um, and they both are seniors. They're going to be talking to us about their capstone projects um, this year and how they're starting and how that's going, as well as some other stuff. So first, um, thank you guys for showing up. How are you doing today? We'll start with you, Deavion. De Sorry. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I'm all right. And Santiago? I'm doing great. All right, so let's get right into it. Santiago, we will start with you. Um, where were you born? Uh, what was your upbringing like? What schools did you go to? Uh, I was born here in Hartford, Connecticut. Yep. Um, from kindergarten to third grade at Connelly. And from fourth to fifth grade, I was at Batonsa STEM, which was when you were a principal there. It was very fun. Right. My man is a nerdy bird. So take yep. that June and Canelli and the bees over there. This guy is a nerdy bird. Where, where, where'd you end up after um, B-STEM? And then from sixth grade to currently, I'm a senior at SMSA. Okay. All right. I, I could deal with that. It's okay you didn't stay with us to eighth grade. But <laughs> yeah. That's all right. Senior at SMSA now. And Deavion, what was your uh, trajectory through school? Where were you born and what schools did you go to? I was born here in Hartford, Connecticut. Um, I went to Global from kindergarten to 10th grade, and I'm at Buckley High School now from 11th to senior. So, what your whole career at Global? Yes. Wow. Okay. So, sticking with Global or wherever you are now, tell me um, uh, who was your favorite teacher growing up in school? I would have to say Mr. Fuller and Mr. Tosha for being honest. Okay. Okay. And who are those teachers? What grades were they in? Um, Mr. Fuller had him in ninth grade for English. He was a laid back type teacher. He was cool. And you get to, he felt comfortable talking with him. And Mr. Judge, because he, I, I had him for my computer science classes and AP computer science classes. And he taught me a lot. And these are both at Buckley High School? No, Fuller was at Global. Mr. Judge, Global and Buckley High School. Okay. Nice. Shout out to Mr. Tush. I know you're over there listening. All right. <laughs> Santiago. Thank you, sir. No problem. Santiago, favorite teachers? Favorite teachers? Well, when I think of it, all my teachers have been great. Um, they've all been supportive. Uh, one specific teacher I'd like to point out was from my time at Batonsa STEM. Uh, my teacher, uh, Miss Wailuda supportive of me and I was always eager to learn and she kind of 
she recognized that and she always answered my questions and everything like that. What um what subject was that? Was that all subjects? It was all subject. I or it was uh, math and science, I think. Okay. All right. Well, shout out to Miss Wailuda. That's one of our teachers as well. She's gone on to another district, but um nerdy birds for life, you know, that's how yeah. we do. Um sticking with you, Santiago, favorite subject in school? Math. I'm definitely a math person. Okay, and why? Uh, I like math because it kind of has applications like everywhere in the real world. You see it everywhere. Things from like, um, I don't know, a bunch of different subjects like chemistry, biology. It's kind of like everywhere and that's why I like it and study it. Okay, what current math class you have now? Um, I was, um, I'm currently in calculus BC. So I'm kind of ahead of the curve. What is BC? What's BC? So it's like the second part of calculus. Okay. All right. Well, I, I got to calculus in high school, but that was so long ago, man. Um, <laughs> leave me behind on that one. The Avian, favorite subject. I have to say English. All right. And why? Um, I like how when I'm writing, I can put anything that I imagine into it and it can to a different perspective or different places in general. What are you currently reading in English class right now? Mm, I'm reading this um, a personal uh, a narrative called Between the World and Me. Okay. And can you tell yeah. us about that? Yeah. Tell us about that. <laughs> um, it talks, it's basically um, this, it's this, the author's writing a letter to his son. It's, it's, it's his black son. Yeah. Explain um, exactly how different it is for black people and white people in general, because he had this interview before on TV where yep. this um, lady actually asked him, like, basically the question was, how is it to be black in, you know, America? So he was asked. So he basically tells his son different point of views in the ways that he grew up in the ways that he had to um, live in fear or um, kind of be in the kind of be in the loop when it comes to violence or anything and yep. how to make himself be something that he wasn't just for him to survive. Um, I love that book. I read that book. It was a couple of years ago. Um, and I'm glad you're reading that book in high school because uh, not a lot of people have read that book as an adult. So that's that's good stuff. What's it like being at, um, at Buckley High School? What's so great about Buckley? I would say the teachers. And definitely the classes that they give. I feel like the classes that they give me, I have more opportunity to kind of learn more because I'm kind of a student that um I don't like I like being I like learning different things even if it doesn't correlate with what I want to be when I get older. Mm-hmm. And the teachers do their best with teaching me and they make me feel comfortable when it comes to presenting or needing help with anything. So got it. Uh Santiago, SMSA, what's the best part about that school? What do you like about it? I agree with the Avion because uh, this school has um, has like focused in sport and medicine, which is interesting. Although I might not pursue it in the future, it's interesting to learn about those subjects. Mm-hmm. But it has uh, important classes like math and English. So I like that. And as she said as well, the teachers, they've been also very supportive. So that's what I like about the school. All right. Um, sticking with you, Santiago, uh, we just we're we're still actually feeling the effects of COVID. COVID isn't over, um, but you went through a, lot, a tough two years with being in school, out of school, online, in person. Um, Santiago, talk a little about a little bit about that. What was that like 
for you as a student? Uh, so remote, remote learning, I think it was interesting learning from home. Uh, home is kind of more of a comfortable area than school, in my opinion. Uh, you could relax, but also that has a downside. It's not good to relax too much. There's a lot of distractions at home. You mm -hmm. can focus when you're learning. So that's kind of the downside. So I think finally going back to school after those two years, I think it's great. Okay, Diavion, you want to comment on how it was like during COVID? Or I'm sorry, we're still in COVID, sorry. How it was like for the last two years? Um, I agree with Santiago. Um, home, I feel that home is when you're most comfortable. So virtual learning, I guess, was at first it was hard, especially because I have many siblings, younger siblings at that, who always kept kind of interrupting when I was in class or wow. yeah. question. So, but once I got tested, I guess it was, I found it interesting because I, um, there was positive, there was cons and pros to it. I had more time to get work done or um, had more time to really, if I wanted to finish a class when I was about to go to a new one, I can, while the teacher's teaching me my new lesson, I can be um, recording it on my phone so I can make sure I don't miss anything while also trying to finish an assignment that from last class. So. so what piggyback off of that, what kind of a student are you, Yavion? I would say I'm a hardworking student who's motivated um, and helpful. Because if, if one of my friends or anybody I don't know needs help or I'm working with anyone and they don't know something, I'm kind of a person who won't judge you if you make a mistake or anything with me. I'm kind of like I'm kind of like a laid back type student, really, in a way. I get my work, but I'm also can be helpful. I don't mind putting things down to help someone else if they need it. Nice. Santiago, what kind of a student are you? I actually I kind of have the same exact answer. I'm very hardworking, always giving my best. <laughs> asking a lot of questions and yeah I also help a lot of people um I'm always there offering my help uh and things like math which I'm pretty uh, a lot of people come to me for math when they need help and I like helping I enjoy it now you're not doing anybody's work for them they're not paying you to do their work no they? no not like that okay. no All right, I just want to make sure so um thinking about what technology has brought to us what are some of the platforms they are beyond that uh, you, your teachers are using in class that make uh, school engaging? Um, they're using Google Classroom, which I find to be really um, helpful when it comes to certain things I want to get done or being up to date with assignments that are coming up. Mm -hmm. And they use Google Docs and Slides. So, All right, Santiago? Yeah, I love Google Classroom. It's... um. So first it gets rid of paper use, which I think is really nice. And it also keeps like uh, assignments organized and it even tells you like the due dates for assignments too. So make sure that you are paying attention to when things are doing, getting them done. So I've been walking around schools lately, right? And I know that the computers and everybody being one-to-one -one and having technology and using Google Classrooms, it was great to do when we were doing concurrent teaching and you had, or you were doing virtual learning from home um, but now that you're back in person, right, do your teachers still have you plopped in front of a computer and everybody goes in and they're in class? Or are we kind of back to normal with just pen and paper and here's my smart board or my whiteboard? Or is there a mixture of both? I'll start with Santiago. I think there's a mixture of both. I think uh, it's not just all on the screen all day. Sometimes we're having discussions or it might be even a test on paper like that. But I think 
the computer and things, programs like Google Classroom is more like of uh, just the help to be there to make class a little bit better, not taking away from like the focus. Do you have on? Both. My math, my AP calc teacher, Ms. Paul, she mostly gives us it on the computer. Yep. It's like more organized in a way. And the only time she gives us paper is for like little notes that she would um do on the computer, but print out for us. So. All right. Now, I'm gonna, uh, when it comes to teachers, and I want you to be honest, you don't got to call anybody out by name. You guys are seniors. So we'll get to what your future plans are in a second. But what can teachers do better at this point to help students, even in your last year or just the school as a general? What do you need teachers to hear um, or what can you tell teachers to make your lives better um, in school? What do they need to know about kids? Uh, Santiago. Um, I think they need to know that sometimes uh, the life of a high school student can be very stressful. And sometimes that could have effect on them and their performance in school. They might not work, things like that. And what I think is maybe sometimes teachers might view that as them being lazy or unmotivated, but I think it might be just their stress or being, them being anxious and, and imposes a lot of challenges on them, which reflects, like I said, again, on their performance. So I think they just have to keep that in mind and acknowledge that. Thank you. That great answer. Uh, Deavion. I actually really do um, agree with you with that because I was talking to one of my friends who um, kind of sh- easily stresses herself out if it wasn't for me kind of like helping her and telling her that, you know, you can, you don't have to always go to a teacher when it comes to getting help. Your friends that can help you also, because sometimes a teacher would look at a student who's like stressing out and see it as if, you know, they're not paying attention and they don't want to do this because, you know, there's just, there's, there's type of student that doesn't do work, but it could be because they're stressing themselves up or overworking themselves to the point where they're kind of slowly giving up. Because, because when you're overworked, you can't really do anything, really. It makes you not want to constantly want to do work because you're already doing enough of it. And on top of that, you're stressing out about it. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to give you the flip side of that. And I know your friends may be listening, right, at some point. Um, sometimes we do have inappropriate behavior in school. I've been in school. And I'm getting old, so I could guess I call myself a little old school. And I've seen things in schools that I know um, weren't happening when I was a student or um, even when I was a principal. Some things that I would definitely be shocked at if I saw happening. Um, what do you think are the biggest influences of some of this behavior that we've seen? I know, obviously, we know there's TikTok out there and we know there's challenges and whatnot. Um, what do you see happening in schools and where do you think this influence is coming from for our students to behave this way sometimes? And I'll start with you, uh, Deavion. I would think that um, sometimes when a student is acting out, that's it could be based on their friend group. Like, um, yeah. If your friends um, think that a certain thing is cool, like, you know, talking back to a teacher or walking out of the classroom, they don't want to be in the classroom and you don't do it. They can automatically think like, you know, I obviously this this one of my friends, you know, just not really like me. I don't really want to talk to her anymore. So basically, so if a friend, you know, if you have a friend like that, they're going to want to do the same thing just in order for you to keep the friend. Yeah, that's kind of like, I know what it's like being a high school student. Believe it or not, all the adults in your building, you know, we were in high school before, right? So 
we know what being an adolescent is like. We know the pressures that come with it. Um, so, but it's always good to be reminded because sometimes we forget and we need that reminder of what it's like to be a kid. Um, Santiago, I'll give you a chance to comment on that as well. Yeah, I agree. It's um, your friend group. I also want to add on that social media too. That's another form of pressure that's put on high school students and causes them to act in ways that I don't think they would act if that factor wasn't there. Okay. Social media. Um, what's the biggest social media platform right now, uh, Santiago? Well, I think that the biggest social media platform is TikTok, but I personally, I don't use it. All right. Uh, Deavion, you look like you were going to jump right in. <laughs> um, I would say Instagram and TikTok. And um, I actually do go on um, TikTok. I mean, I don't do the challenges, but, you know, I watch these videos in general. Yep. Um, huge influence, uh, TikTok and um, Instagram. We, we've come a long way from the days of MySpace. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't even know if y'all know <laughs> what MySpace was. But you probably was trying to sneak on it when you were six years old. All right, so now I want to switch and talk about your um, capstone projects because when you're a senior in, um, in Hartford Public Schools, every senior has to do a capstone project to receive credit for it. And a capstone project is a, uh, a year or possibly two year long endeavor, usually um, focused around community service and support that our students uh, pick with the help of an advisor. And they go out and they do the work and, and hopefully they're changing the world. So Let's hear about your uh, capstone project. We'll start with Deavion uh, from Buckley High School. Okay, um, I'm doing my topic on the effects that childcare services leave behind on children. Childcare services leave behind on yes. children. You, yeah. you just went deep fast. Um, why? Why are we? Why are we doing that? I have family that was actually. I will have close family that was in. Um, that to deal with the process of child um, being put with DCF really. And, but they were lucky enough to be put back with family, which was my grandmother. And um, I wanna, but even though they got put back with family while well, the process of doing it, even being in there, my um, cousins would tell me exactly what it was like, how um, they felt unsafe or how they kind of in a way felt neglected a little bit by um, their mom for even letting them get in a situation like this. Yep. And I kind of wanted to focus in in general, I feel like um, child, um, child protective services kind of focus on the positive things, like the positive things that happen when you go when a child goes into it or gets something out of a abusive home or something. I want to focus on okay, yeah, you're helping them in a way, but you're still taking them away from a parent that they're used to, that they've been with their whole life, and you're also taking them away from their comfortability, like their home. Okay, wasn't the best, but it's something that they're familiar with. That's gonna leave a mark on them. And so this is deeply personal to yes. you. Um, wow, fascinating stuff. I, I can't wait to hear more. I'm going to just jump to Santiago real quick. Uh, what does your project entail? Uh, so my topic is the environmental issues that impact urban areas and how trees can affect them. Okay. Um, so what interested me is that there's a lot of issues that impact urban areas. And specifically, I live in one, Harford. Yep. Things like high temperatures uh, and air pollution, uh, specifically I-84 and I-91 running through through Hartford, that causes, makes air pollution a really big issue. And after doing research, I found that trees are actually a solution that can solve all these problems. So that's why I wanted to focus on this. 
And so that relates, I would uh, suspect, to climate change um, and other factors that move around. We don't have a lot of trees in Hartford. So um, that's big. That's big. Uh, Santiago, getting started with this project, what's the kind of um, research that you've had to do? So I've done research specifically on the issues, first of all, environmental issues that impact urban areas. I found out that in a study, they found that urban areas are 27 degrees uh, higher than uh, surrounding areas, which was surprising mm -hmm. to me. Uh, and then things like uh, air pollution, the emissions from all the vehicles in urban areas, it's very, it's a high population and every person probably has their own vehicle. So that's increasing the gas emissions by a lot. Right. Um, Deavion, talk to me about your research. I did research really on the process of child care services and how they pick the case and um, the mental state and the mental state they leave children in and how they're how helping with the mental state. Like what are the ways that um, once a kid goes into the system, what services are you providing for the kid in order for them to not really get all the side effects from it? And at the end of this capstone project, um, what do you two want to see happen? Like you're doing this, right? So you pick the topic that interests you. You want to find something out. What's the result? What are you going to present um, at the end? Or what are you hoping to achieve um, with this capstone project? And I'll go with Deavion. Well, I'm really hoping to achieve. I'm, well, I'm hoping that I inform everyone really that child care protective services isn't always the best solution when um, dealing with the abusive, with a, any family that's really has a light shine on them from DTF. And that I really also kind of want the side effects to go down, like to be a decrease in what the, the effects that are on them when they go into it. Like when, cause some of the side effects that um, I see happen with um, even my cousins um, that were in there were difficulties in school, depression, mm -hmm. neglect. Mm -hmm. And though they may not show it all the time, but I know that they're feeling it because I'm, I'm really close to them. So I kind of have a way of knowing what they're feeling in a way and how they're mm -hmm. acting. And um, I know that it affected them, even though they're with my grandmother, they're not, they expected that, they, you know, their mother, they expected their parents to take care of them and stuff. And that's obviously going to leave a mark on you in order if you got to away from your parent because somebody believed that they weren't doing such a good job for me and you can't be with them anymore. So, Right. Um, I'm kind of hoping that you find some information um, during your project research where that it shows where child protective services is doing some good as well because they're called child protective services, right? Yeah. And so we want to make sure that 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 happens. So I'm I'm going to be following you along that path to see what you um come up with, uh, Santiago. What are you hoping to get out of this whole thing? Uh, so first of all, I'm hoping to plant trees. In Hartford, okay. I might I might do this with the Knox Foundation. I've already contacted them, and I'm working on figuring out a date to help them plant trees. But also, I also want to inform people and spread awareness of how beneficial trees can be to the place people call home here in Hartford. Got you. And um, I was around SMSA, in fact, this morning, and um, there's trees all around that building as far as landscaping and um, beautification. Uh, for that building. And I know, Deavion, you're not in your site at Buckley, but um, hopefully when as part of the finished product, 
there's some beautification around this building as well, because I'm actually in the building that you're going to be in. Um, beautification projects and trees and stuff that go up too. So uh, capstone, this last thing on that, how is that? Um, so right now it's October. When is your final piece due? And then how do you present it? Or, or do you even know? Uh, yeah, man. Well, my final piece is due in May. Okay. And I was planning on presenting it by first um, showing, um, doing a, well, I was going to do an interview, of course. I was going to show the questions I asked my interviewer and yep. exactly the answers that they put down and how it kind of differs from the research that I um, did, how they put their, how they were more informative in a way and even like filled in little gaps that I had that I didn't get to really go into with my research. I'm kind of yep. So I'm kind of open by like the finishing product. I'll have the different perspectives, really. I'll have my own perspective of it. And then I'll have the people who are actually like, that's actually their career. And they actually seen it firsthand, their perspective, mm -hmm. see if we either correlate or they're different. All right. And I assume that you have to present that. Um, I don't know, in front of your class or in front of the school or to just your teacher. Um, I presented in front of my class and I get to select the teacher who I also get to present to also. Okay. Uh, Santiago. Uh, I, I was told that my deadline was in May as well. Uh, she said there's going to be an sort of exhibition. Uh, I'm going to have to prepare a presentation uh, talking about my research that I did and how it connects to my capstone, things like that. And I was told that I'm going to be presenting uh, of a panel of four judges but I have no idea who they're going to be. Nice. And so you get checkpoints along the way, I'm sure, from your teachers. You, you have a capstone class or is it advisory? How, is, how are you being supported? How is this being monitored, Santiago? So I have a class like any other class. It's called Senior Seminar. Yep. And in class, my advisor, she talks about capstone, gives us assignments. Uh, right now, we're actually working on our speech or preparing for our presentation in May. Because uh, we just finished writing our research paper. Okay. Uh, do you have any? I actually do it with my capstone class. And I actually just presented my um, proposal yesterday. Okay. Yep. And it got approved. Um, but <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Yep. But, um, yeah, I'm basically really doing my everything. But I also do it outside of school, too, personally. Because right. things that Mr. Tish on really um, wanted to point out during my presentation last, last yesterday is that um, if you do, if you expect to only do your work in Capstone, you're going to fail because class time is not, that class time is really not enough. You have to be prepared to do it not only in class, but outside of class also. Yeah. And when you're passionate about something, there, there are no hours for it. Um, you're engulfed in it, whether you're at work in school or during your personal time. So that's great advice because it's true advice. And I can tell you that um, firsthand. Okay. So your seniors, you got to be excited about seeing the end of the road, right? Or you might be a little nervous about seeing the end of the road. Like this is my last year in school. I can't believe it. What does that feel like? Uh, they have, they have Well, I will say that the nervous part, you definitely had me at, cause I'm not, I'm really, really nervous. I had my, my, my parents have been with me my whole life. And yeah. going to college, like, I'm going to be in a campus. I'm going to be away from them. And though I keep telling my mother that, you know, I'm not like, mommy, I'm not going to miss you. Like, I'm going to be fine. 
She already <laughs> that I'm going to miss her. Like I'm going to be calling her 24-7. And I also am going to definitely, um, I'm kind of nervous about leaving my siblings behind because mm -hmm. I'm the oldest and I'm kind of, they've been with me through everything, really. And I'm kind of I'm worried about our relationship kind of like drifting because I'll be letting, because I'll be in a different, I'll be, I won't be living with them anymore. So. Well, I, I love that answer. Um, I'm going to get to where you're going with that. But Santiago, first, how are you feeling about being a senior? Well, yeah, I'm excited. It's going to be a new chapter in my life. I'm going off to learn, learn things. And I'm thinking about my career, all that stuff in life. So it's exciting. But also, yeah, it's nervous. Like Deavion said, um, it's you're becoming independent. You're leaving your family behind. Uh, it's, it's going to, it's going to be different. Like, um, you've been with them your whole life. So, yeah. And then there's the other aspect of preparing for college, uh, right now. And as a senior, uh, the admissions process, uh, preparing your application and then there's financial aid as well. All those different things. Um, I love that you touched on that for me because I have a son that's in school. Um, and so we're paying a lot of money. Make sure you take advantage of any scholarship opportunities that you can. I'm telling you, if 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 you can make a TikTok video to get a scholarship, do that. Your parents would appreciate that because school costs a lot of money. I didn't even ask you, where you what you were doing after high school. I was asking you how you were feeling in school. But since you started talking about that process, what schools are you um, interested in, Santiago? Well, I'm just interested in schools mainly close to home on the East Coast. I don't want to go too far. Yep. Um, things like UConn um, and also things like Worcester Polytechnic, WPI. They mm -hmm. have engineering programs, which is something I'm interested in. Okay. Yeah, like that. All right. And Deavion, what are you interested in? I, I'm really interested in law. I want to be a lawyer. Okay. And like you were saying with the college for UConn, I'm actually quite close with UConn because I actually go on um, participate in their health program called HCOP, where it just teaches you, where it teaches students who are really interested in the medical field, different things or different, um, really different materials on what you're going to be preparing for. And though I'm not interested in the medical field, I'm kind of still, you know, like expanding on my knowledge. And I'm some of the colleges I'm planning to go on, I have nine in total. So I'm just going to tell you my top okay, five. Okay, no, shoot them, shoot them all nine. I want to hear all nine. Okay, well, I have Lehigh, Massachusetts of Liberal Arts, um, UConn, what is it, um, Harvard, Yale, York College of Pennsylvania, Guilford, Duke, and what else is one I'm missing? Yeah, in Southern New Hampshire. Nice, nice, nice. I mean, I, it, it just gives me chills hearing about that stuff um, from both of you when it comes to going to school and, and thinking about a career. Um, are any of you currently working right now? Well, the UConn program basically, it, tech, it pays me, but it pays me just, it literally just pays me to do natural school work I would do at school. So, But like, you already in, so how good is yeah. that? What a nice yeah. program. Um, and you're already in with the UConn as it is, so a, a foot in the door, which is, um, which is a cool opportunity. I just, I, I love to hear about young people thinking about their future and, and what it's going to mean. Um, leaving high school, you got some things looking forward to this last year, right? You got some stuff coming up. 
What are you looking forward to for the rest of high school? Are you looking forward to prom? Are you looking forward to graduation? Are you looking forward to, um, I don't know, the holidays? What are you looking forward to, Santiago? I think walking that stage, throwing uh, throwing that cap up in the air, graduation yeah. mainly. Okay, Deavion? Well, I would say prom, just to please my friends, because I really don't want to go to prom, but my mother is not <laughs> your choice, so. <laughs> what do you mean prom is not your choice? Well, I didn't, well, I personally didn't really want to go. But I don't, I don't have a, I don't have a choice. My mom says she didn't go, so she's making me go because she's living vicariously. So. Living vicariously through, you. Oh, of course, of yeah. course. Santiago, but, you look like you wanted to comment on that. Uh, no, no, I'm good. I, so listen, I, don't wanna, I don't really want to go to prom either, but who knows? I'm going to tell you what, there's something about your generation that's a little awkward with being around people, right? When it comes to um, gatherings and hanging out. Because you guys are, one, you're already so used to your phones, right? And communicating that way. Two, we were locked indoors for over a year, right? And couldn't go anywhere. So it's a little funny getting the back around everybody. But trust me, when I tell you, by the time your prom comes around, and by the time you start realizing in, in, in March and April that this is it, um, and this is the last time I'm going to be around and see people, you'll probably want to go to prom or dance, Um or some type of way to celebrate. Don't feel pressured into doing it. But if mom say you got to go, you better get your dress <laughs> and um, and go. What advice do you have for students um, who may be freshmen, sophomores, they haven't quite made it to where you are yet? What kind of advice do you have for them about um, going through school right now? And I'm going to start with Deavion. Well, I have a sister and a, um, a little cousin that's actually um, a freshman and a sophomore. Mm -hmm. I'm going to kind of say the same advice I tell them when they um, tell me that they're stressing out about school. Yep. I, I don't be afraid to really ask for help because your teachers are there for you to help you and make sure that you succeed in while you're there. And another thing is don't, I don't, really don't stress so much about school. If you need a break, let yourself have a break because you can't work if you're overworked. You can't work if you're overworked. Take a break. I like that. Santiago, advice for uh, students coming up? Well, I wanted to focus on thinking about your post-secondary plans, your plans after high school. Uh, a lot of the times, uh, sometimes seniors don't even know what they're doing after high school, and it's their last year, and that's pretty late. I think it's never too early to start thinking uh, where you're going to work, what you're going to do, colleges, stuff like that. You don't have to have it all done the first year, but I think it's good to start thinking. It'll make it easier in your senior year. A lot of seniors are just starting to think, and that adds on to the stress that they already have. Uh, big time. Great advice from both of you. Definitely as at least a junior to start thinking about school and where you're going and having meetings with your, um, your school counselors and your parents about you know those things that you're looking for. Because you guys have a lot of, based on what you two were saying, you have a lot of applications to fill out, um, a lot of uh, essays to write, and you got to be good to the adults around you because guess what? You need letters of recommendation. And so all your school counselors, your teachers, uh, your principal possibly, um, you're going to need letters of recommendation. So be good uh, and good things will come back because you don't get to read the recommendations. They go right in to the system. So make sure you're a good person and you're trying hard. 
um, as early as possible is one of the things I would say. Um, we're getting towards the end of the interview. Um, I know Halloween is coming up. I'm not, I, I hope you're not out there dressing up and going trick or treating, right? But I do want to ask, um, what's your favorite Halloween movie and favorite Halloween candy? Uh, if you have a movie or a candy. Um, so I'll give you a second to think. The second is over. Uh, De Avian. Okay, Scott, I'm really glad that you kind of called it me first, Steve, because Halloween is my holiday. <laughs> okay. Um, my favorite movie because I'm kind of like a I'm kind of like the horror I'm like the horror kid in my um in my grandmother's bunch. She kind of judges me for, it, but it's cool because uh-huh. she watched right along with me. <laughs> favorite movie for um Halloween would be Friday the Thirteenth. Mm. Favorite candy would be Starburst because I still learn from my sister each time we go trick or treating. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Starburst and Friday the 13th. Um, Santiago. Um, I can't think of a Halloween movie that's my favorite, but for candy, I'm kind of stuck in the middle of uh, Twix and Reese's. Okay, chocolate guy. So you're obviously not allergic to peanut butter no. or peanuts. <laughs> okay, so I'm, I'm definitely a, um, a Snickers. A snake. Oh, well, I, nope. Let me take that back. Uh, peanut M&M's. Peanut M&M's, definitely uh, my favorite. And then probably Snickers coming in second. And then as far as Halloween movies, ah, there's so many. There's so many. I, I love um, I love any holidays. Christmas is my joint, but um, Halloween movies, I love Friday the 13th. It has to be the original one, though. It has to be the original ho- Friday the 13th yeah. where um, the mother was actually doing the killing. All right, so we on now. I'll freak everybody out. Let's go to favorite school lunch. We're going to give a shout out to our cafeteria workers. Favorite school lunch, Santiago. Oh, um, that's a tough one. There's so many options. Uh, <laughs> I, think, I think it would have to be, man, I think it would have to be pizza, I guess. All right, we're going to go with the pizza. Always a kid favorite, uh, De Avion. Well, I kind of don't really, I don't go to, I don't, pers- I don't really go to lunch per se. <laughs> I just stay in the library, like talk, chatting it up with my friends. I kind of bring, I bring lunch from home. What you bring it from home? Well, I obviously don't make it. My mother does. Okay. But um, my mom makes me um, a sandwich. Like, okay, so there's nothing wrong with home sandwich, cooking yeah. and, and sandwiches. That, it's all good. Uh, most of our people that come on do shout out our uh, beef patty day. So <laughs> it's all good. But I want you to comment on something that you're either binging on right now, something you're reading or something you're listening to as far as a podcast right now. So you choose any one of those and just pick one and tell us what you're into. Um, and I'll start with the I'm binge watching The Stream on um, HBO. The Stream? The, um, it's called the strain. It's like what um, is that about? Okay, so um, it's like it's like a pandemic, like right now. Yep. The pandemic is kind of like a vampire virus, where yeah, where you um, one person infected, but it's not even like you have. They have to get a bite. It's like these little worm things that the minute they go into your skin, like instantly start re- like reproducting inside, <laughs> and it starts changing your whole um, 
changes your whole, changes everything about you. You start turning into like this gross, gross, freakish type bat monster thing. A stream. I hope my wife is listening. That gives us something um, to watch. Um, Santiago. Um, I'm currently watching uh, Better Call Saul. Okay. It's about um, the backstory of a lawyer. His name is Saul Goodman. Oh, I know who he is. <laughs> you know who he is? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's pretty, he's a pretty funny guy. And it like shows how he, um, how he becomes like the morally challenged lawyer he is in the future. And tell everybody the future for which show? Huh? What's the other show that he's connected to? Oh, Breaking Bad. Right, right. So he's the the morally challenged. <laughs> I like the way you said that. The morally challenged uh, lawyer for um, Heisenberg. All right. So yes. I, I don't. What What are you doing watching that show, Santiago? Amazing. Um, I, you don't have to speak on that. You don't have to speak on that. It's all good. I, I want to thank you to um, really for taking time out of your day uh, to come on our show. Um, any last shout outs you want to give to anyone that could be listening? Um, and I'll go with Santiago first. Uh, no. You good? You can't even say hi, mom. <laughs> or your parents. Mom man. and dad, I guess. They <laughs> have I guess I'll do it just to do the same. Um, hi to my mom and daddy. Yeah. Okay. It's all good. Uh, once again, thank you for coming on. That's a wrap. You have just finished an episode of Let's Talk Hartford Public Schools podcast. To listen to more conversations from the Hartford, Connecticut education community, search Let's Talk Hartford Public Schools on your favorite podcast platforms. We are also streaming on WQTQ.FM and Hartford Public Schools website. Remember, stand for something or fall for anything.